All right, welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about movies, TV, pretty much anything and everything. Today with me, I have Ryan. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so Ryan is from his own podca- podcast called Dragon Questicles. You want to talk a little bit about that, Ryan? Yeah, if you guys are into the whole fantasy genre, if you like D&D and role-playing, I actually run a real play role play podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, but essentially it's me and a couple of friends. We get together and tell a story together. Um, sounds pretty nerdy, but hey, we're here. Gonna we're talk all nerds. Yeah, yeah, we're all nerds. We're going to spend an hour talking about a movie, like breaking it down and all that. So I'm pretty certain that there's some cross-contamination with the fan uh, the fan population. But yeah, check this out called Dragon Questicles, the only real play role play podcast with balls. <laughs> yeah, and today we're actually recording in Ryan's studio, which is definitely a lot more high tech and more equipped than what I'm used to recording in. <laughs> no, which man, is- it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I plug one thing into my phone and then that's it. And hey, then <laughs> honestly, I when listening to the previous episodes, I didn't even know. That's why yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, so we're actually back. The last time we did an episode, it was with uh, Cousin Malachi, or not Cousin Malachi. It was December 1st, so we took a pretty good break. Yeah. Uh, mainly holidays. I'm sure everyone knows the holidays get really busy. And then we just kind of wanted to take a break and see what we wanted to do with the show and Ryan has known my brother a long time. He was the best man at his wedding. So I've known <laughs> Ryan since I was a kid. And so <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely remember growing up. But yeah, it's uh I'm honestly I'm honored to be here and and uh share my thoughts about Unbreakable. So yeah, yeah. yeah we're <laughs> gonna be talking about Unbreakable. Uh now we're podcast bros and so <laughs> <laughs> That's so, how we do. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it happens. So we're podcast bros in the podcasting community. <laughs> so uh first thing that we'll talk about is mainly just movie news in general. So the big thing that happened was well, the latest thing that happened was the Spider Man Far From Home trailer came out. Yeah. And I think it actually came out yesterday. Did you I don't think you watched it. Did no, you No, I didn't it? watch it, but I did find out about about it right before you came and it you know, it sparked that one thing that I'm certain that a lot of people are going to have is that wait didn't Spider-Man get evaporated and uh, dusted away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen? Is it just yeah. like Aunt May being hot? Or <laughs> I would still go pay to see that movie. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, apparently this takes place after Avengers Endgame. So this is the first movie, I think, in their phase four thing. Um, I think we all kind of knew that they would come back somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it shows... Mysterio in it, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays him. Oh, and wow. So, yeah, he, That's but, yeah. pretty dope. <laughs> Honestly, before I used to think that Mysterio wasn't that great of a villain, but when I read Old Man Logan, oh man, it oh, made me yeah. change my entire opinion about about Mysterio. Because <laughs> he's the main one who convinces it's Logan over, yeah, 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 so, to kill her. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, in the Old Man Logan comics, um, which takes place in a very, in the distant future, yeah, yeah. where of course Logan's old, um, he refuses to even retract or even bring out his claws because Mysterio played a hand or all the villains teamed up and he ended up killing all the X-Men because he thought they were enemies. And yeah. so... <laughs> I thought it was an interesting choice in Old Man Logan, the movie, that they didn't go with that. But then again, showing Wolverine 
massacring all these kids at a school. Yeah, that's sense. probably. I mean, they had the R rating, but I think you can only get away with so much in that. And yeah, so. yeah. What they did, it made sense when, like, you know, with Alzheimer's and stuff like that. But at uh-huh. the same time, I would have liked to see Wolverine just lay wasted the entire yeah. school. I guess be a little bit more broken than what he usually is. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Um, he was actually going to be in Spider Man 2 as well. As uh, Spider Man? Yeah, because. Uh, really? Yeah, oh, so. Dude, I was just joking. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, the whole story was uh, Tobey Maguire, I think he got paid like $17 million to be in Spider Man 2. Oh, wow. And so he apparently got a back injury off the movie Sea Biscuit. And so mm. I guess he was trying to use that as more leverage to get more money. And so he wasn't going to, there was a potential chance he wasn't going to be able to go into Spider Man 2. So they called Jake Gyllenhaal. And he started working out and started getting ready to suit up. But eventually, Tobey Maguire was able to make it for Spider-Man 2. And there's that scene in it where he he's losing his powers and he falls. He's just like, oh, my back. That's kind of like a wow, little Wow, yeah. that's very interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. And I will say I'm glad that Tobey Maguire did it because it's probably my favorite of the, that Spider-Man trilogy. <coughs> Ugh, just coughing all over the place. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one's probably the best one. Um I wasn't a big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man, so I mean, mm, the yeah. Andrew Garfield one, I wasn't... That kind of sucks for Andrew Garfield. He... Yeah. <laughs> You're the worst Spider-Man, and the other one's Tobey Maguire. And so... <laughs> you know, and it's it's funny because I feel like Andrew Garfield was a lot more wittier than Tobey Maguire, but Tobey Maguire fit that geeky role. Yeah. You know, that's a, uh, Tobey Maguire was a perfect Peter Parker. Mm. And I guess Andrew Garfield was a perfect Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, so I yeah, if I you com- yeah. If you combine them together, you so, get Tom Holland. And so, <laughs> hopefully, I don't know. In all honesty, I haven't watched the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming yet. Uh, that's <laughs> what a what a geek sin I, oh, I committed. <laughs> it's pretty good. I liked it. So. I I do want to watch it. I. It's funny that I am on a movie podcast. Tyler doesn't know this about me, but now. When I was younger, I would watch movies all over. I would spend my whole day just hopping from movie theater to movie theater, which <laughs> you shouldn't do. But hey, that's what I did. You know, it's a lot to go see a movie. Oh, said. yeah, yeah. But nowadays, it's such a time commitment. If it's not a tight 90, I'm not going to watch oh, it. Oh, man. And all the good ones are over 90 minutes. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like the time to go drive down there. Then you got to sit through pre- like previews and yeah, all yeah. of it. <laughs> but that is a wall that I'm trying to overcome. And I will say, Unbreakable, it was, what, uh, an hour and 45 minutes? I think around there, yeah. So, I mean. So, like, you know, I, I was kind of weighing the pros and cons. But, hey. I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the whole reason we did the Unbreakable was because Glass actually came out today. I think it was or tomorrow, uh, the 18th. And so that's coming out and it looks like it's going to make about 60 to 70 million over the weekend. So and it's the MLK weekend. So I'm not exactly sure what its budget was, but as far as movie news, that's pretty much it. I mean, the Endgame trailer came out, but that came out like a good little while ago. Yeah. And um, I'm excited for the next Avengers movie. I know. Did you see the Infinity War? <laughs> I remember hearing that. You- <laughs> I I know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> for all for the diehard fans, if you guys know about Almost Critics or the other podcast, they know that 
I didn't watch it, but they spent the whole episode talking about it. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, so many spoilers, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. And like, going on Reddit or 9gag, it's completely spoiled all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's enough of movie news. I can't really think of too much else that's going on. The big thing, of course, was Spider-Man Homecoming. So today, of course, as you guys know, we're going to be talking about Unbreakable. So Unbreakable came out in the year 2000 and the first pretty and it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and the first one he did of course was Sixth Sense and everyone everyone knows about you know the Sixth oh, Sense yeah. almost oh, everybody yeah. knows the ending of it what and, is that M. Night Shyamalan was the who did oh man the with the kick and everyone going into the dreams what was that Inception who Inception did it? Who uh, did it again? Christopher Nolan yeah, did Christopher Inception Nolan, yeah. yeah like literally M. Night Shyamalan for my generation was the Christopher Christopher Nolan. What a twist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know where I heard the spoiler from, from uh, Sixth Sense. I feel like I just grew up and I I knew Mm. when it was. So, I mean, because I think the Sixth Sense came out in 1999. And, of course, I was five then, and I didn't see it until much later on, but I just knew what the ending was. Um, I had a roommate once uh, where they were basically from Mexico. They, were, they had a very Mexican cultural lifestyle. Okay. And for whatever reason, they never heard of the movie The Sixth Sense. Never heard of it, never <laughs> saw it. So I was like, okay, well, I got to put this movie on because how often do you meet someone who doesn't know, you know, who doesn't yeah, know yeah. the ending of the movie. So, of course, I put it on and I'm waiting for it as they're looking at it. And <laughs> so like it's doing... about to happen. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. I'm just looking <laughs> at them and eventually I see it. The pen drops. And they're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're doing that obnoxious thing, like looking at the screen and looking at your cousins. <laughs> I was, yeah. So I was looking at the roommate and basically, yeah, so it was hilarious. It was like 1999 in that room. They had no idea what wow. was happening. But That's insane. Yeah. So uh, M. Night Shyamalan actually got the idea for uh, for Unbreakable while he was filming Sixth Sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's crazy. And then he, like, like before Sixth Sense even came out, he was like, hey, Bruce Willis, let's do this movie together, and I'm going to get... Uh, um, was Samuel L. Jackson uh-huh. on board? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they met like um, Bruce Willis was already on board to do Unbreakable because they just did The Sixth Sense, and of course, that was a huge hit, mm. just a massive hit. Oh yeah, yeah. And apparently, Bruce Willis was just at a casino. I can't remember in some other country. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he ran into Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. <laughs> and he told him, "Hey, I'm working with M. Night Shyamalan, and you know he's doing another movie." It and always so. <laughs> it always blows me away, you know. Growing up in circles and stuff, like that's their circle of friends. They were yeah. just like hanging out. Oh, you're <laughs> at this casino too? Hey, we're going to be doing this movie. I heard you're going to be on it also. <laughs> I think it's probably a casino just for Hollywood people, just for famous yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. They could afford that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, with Unbreakable, it's a very grounded superhero movie. And, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, he's an avid comic book fan, so he mm. loves comic books. So this was kind of like a passion project for him. And I would say it's a little bit underrated as far as, like, his other movies go. Mm. But with M. Night Shyamalan, like, a lot of his stuff just kind of became, you know, either a big hit or a big miss. And yeah, so- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like, when I was younger, I didn't... Even though there was a, that comic theme was so prevalent throughout the movie... I, 
it didn't seem like a superhero movie to me. It right. just seemed like a guy getting powers. And I don't know why I didn't make that connection in my mind until now that, <laughs> oh, he's supposed to be a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is really grounded. And even this is one of Quentin Tarantino's like favorite films. Yeah, yeah. And which I found is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like Quentin Tarantino, man, I love his movies. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much they always get a positive like like always a positive feedback i mean usually yeah so (laughs) yeah so i mean it's one of his favorite movies and he always said that this should have been marketed as you know what if superman didn't know you know he was superman Mm. or what if he didn't know he had powers and of course bruce willis's character david dunn he goes a large majority of his life because i think he's in his mid to late 40s without knowing that he's you know superhuman in any sense you know that literally that thought has crossed my mind a number of times through you know that's audience that's why it's important to try new things go out there if you have interest in something go out and try it because you never know what you'll be good at i had uh i have two friends they didn't know, but their dad was a professional bodybuilder. What? <laughs> yeah, they didn't know this at all. And then they, when they started lifting, they it was just very easy for them. It's just like whoa. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I think about what if there's like for myself, what if I was supposed to be like really good at I don't know. I'm not good at drawing. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't pursue drawing. Same, right. I didn't pursue drawing. It never interests me. But what if I was amazing uh-huh. at it? I just never cultivated that skill. You have this hidden talent exactly. that you have no idea yeah, about. Man. And, <laughs> and that's something that, like, now that I'm older, I, I'm not saying that I'm done. It's, <laughs> it's right, not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> I just don't have that much free time to devote myself to trying new hobbies. But, hey, if you're young, if you're if you're in high school, or college or whatever try new things there you go <laughs> it's like the goodwill hunting thing he just goes to the chalkboard and fills out the math equation and yeah man <laughs> <laughs> so in unbreakable we kind of start off our movie with uh we meet elijah or samuel jackson's character when he's first born and that's kind of a, a chilling scene because oh yeah, yeah man yeah it's crazy yeah, so because you've got this woman who's carrying this baby and Basically, when the doctor shows up, I think it's in the back of a, like a changing room. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. I think they're in a mall it was, or it something. Was a, no, it was a home birth. It was yeah. definitely a home birth. Yeah. So the doctor comes over, and then that's when, you know, the whole thing, they find out that Elijah, or Samuel Jackson's character as a baby when he's born, both his arms and his legs are broken from the uterus. But that you know, the craziest thing, though, this doctor literally is so blunt and and causing so much worry yeah like <laughs> who does that right in front of the mother right like the doctor's like did you drop this baby oh, yeah. <laughs> right in front of her mom are you serious <laughs> i like it's just all in his eye when i remember his eyes his eyes oh, just yeah. look like they're just piercing he's just looking at this and of course you don't see the baby and he's just looking at it and he looks so like just terrified or scared he's like did you drop this he's like i've never <laughs> seen anything like this before and so <laughs> yeah man like I don't know if it's a code of ethics with doctors or whatever. I feel like you don't take that route right in front of yeah, a patient. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god! Like someone you're you're at a doctor's office and the doctor is just like, oh what? Oh what is this? And you can't see it. You don't know yeah, what's going exactly. on. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's like, oh that doesn't look good at all. 
<laughs> what kind of doctor does that? It's like, know. oh yeah, this has got to go. This arm's got to go. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's when we first meet Elijah, Samuel Jackson's character, at a very young age, and then we kind of cue into David Dunn. And David Dunn is played by Bruce Willis and, of course, like Peter Parker, sort of like Clark Kent, you know, all mm. that stuff right mm. there with the same. I forget what it's called when you're the double or your name, you know, your first letter of your first oh, name. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, I always uh, forget what it's called. But. Oh, man. Alliteration. <laughs> alliteration. There you go. Yeah. Oh, so okay. David Dunn, the alliteration, um, he's on the train, right? And so he's on that train and he's just kind of in there. He's in his tie and he just looks so tired and of course that pretty oh, yeah. girl you know she asks if are, are you alone and of course he says no and as she's putting her things away he takes off his wedding ring yeah and, and i thought that was so funny I, this is a far early you know you don't know what's going on with his marriage and all that stuff but i was just thinking oh man bruce willis is a lecherous creep yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure in that point you don't realize you know how bad his marriage is but yeah he takes yeah. it off and I mean, he's trying to flirt with her, but, you know, he's been married for a long time and you can tell that he's, you know, not good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not he's not good at it. And so oh, we, yeah. we see his we see his interaction with women and. Oh, but that scene, it like for, as a pride of as a pride of a man. Oh, that hurts. Oh, yeah. When she when she says, I'm just going to go find another seat. She's like, I'm married, all this stuff. And... Yeah, but I see so many memes on the Internet about uh -huh. I, it's it's just funny. It's like, oh, I, I, I'm actually married. And then he says, great. <laughs> to kind of play it off. Like, yeah, oh, I'm like, not trying to hit on Yeah, you. he's like, what are you talking about? We're just talking. And yeah, so... we're just two adults, you know. I'm married too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he, uh, she ends up, she says she's a sports agent or she's like a sports agent. Yeah, she's going yeah. to represent someone and she asks if he's like, likes football or anything like that. And he's like, no. And after their whole interaction, she goes heads and leaves. She finds another seat and he's just kind of laying down there and he's got his head against the glass. And that's when, you know, you hear, you hear kind of start hearing a panic from mm. the other, you know, the other people. On yeah. The train. Yeah. And, you see it kind of pick up speed and it just kind of goes into this white light and everyone's freaking out and then david wakes up one in quick hospital. thing one quick thing i wanted to say about that shot i will say that i have to give it to i for all what it's worth the cinematography on this movie is great oh, some of the yeah. shots are amazing and that interaction between the the woman and david dunn like it, it, I, I just saw it. The camera just keeps on panning over, just one uh -huh. person at a time. And then when it looks, it's from the view of the little girl that's in the yeah, next, in and she's just row. staring at him too. And it's yeah. it's an awkward situation. So it's just it's really awkward with his interaction with her, and you feel for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, the cinematographer, what was his name? I have it here actually. Uh, Eduardo Sarah. Man, uh -huh. yeah. So he was trying to shoot these to simulate the look of comic books. Yes. And, and uh -huh. when I read that, as I was looking up the history about it, definitely, there's a lot of shots that I think, oh wow, that's that's a really good shot. Benny, yes. <laughs> hey. Ryan's dog is uh, licking me right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I I will say. Eduardo Sarah, you did a really good job yeah. in, in in your cinematography and and getting those angles. Yeah, but it's a, it's a really good looking movie. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, and then so David wakes up. He wakes up in the hospital, and 
he is soon to be the only survivor for basically this train crash. And when he wakes up, that's when I don't think he's a doctor. He's, I, he's the guy from uh, House of Cards. I don't even know his his name, but <laughs> yeah, I think in the in the IMDb, he's just labeled as Man in Scrubs. And mm. so, <laughs> so Man in Scrubs, you know, comes up to David Dunn and is asking him basically all these medical questions as far as you know if he has any high blood pressure, any sort of disorders, anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's funny, like, he's burying the lead. Like, obviously, it's something miraculous. Yeah. But he starts off with, so, any history of blood pressure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just went through a train crash, a train, a huge train accident. Yeah, yeah. And he even tells him, like, the reason I'm staring at you like this is because you're soon to be the only survivor on this train accident. And you can kind of see the other person they're working on mm. um, in the distance. David Dunn is just kind of staring at this other yeah, person. Yeah. Again, another really good shot. Oh, yeah. Just out of focus. Just a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. So. But at the same time, again, I don't know how many hospitals would have an open area. where That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. <laughs> they just let anybody in here. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and if you're another patient, you can definitely see us working on the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like, with this other guy, I guess half his face or half his uh, head was crushed and the uh, half his body was just entirely crushed and they're trying to do wow. what they can to save him and of course the guy's like I'm looking at you this because you're going to be the only survivor in about you know less than 10 seconds yeah. and also you don't have a single scratch or even a broken bone you walked out of this he even asked him where were you sitting and he said I was sitting in the sidecar yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> so just com- kind of completely crazy I, and, I, I also I like right before that too it, they introduce well they don't introduce the kid but it's a shot of his kid watching television yeah jeremy his yeah. son yeah uh or is it jeremy or joseph i think it's jeremy yeah okay so he's <laughs> the stupid thing i just put he's just channel surfing and then he skips over like the powerpuff girls and stuff i, I don't know growing up oh, who's gonna skip over cartoons and then yeah. stop on the news and be like oh the news yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true if you're a 12 year old kid you know yeah, especially yeah. in 2000 you're gonna watch whatever cartoons on there yeah <laughs> but then they also reveal oh he goes into the other room and he shows the post-it note yeah. that says oh that's the train train 177 i think is yeah. what it was yeah so <laughs> so i that was just a, a funny observation that i saw oh yeah so bruce willis only survivor left on this train and basically they're all kind of wondering you know why is it that this guy hasn't broken a single bone or even you know not even a scratch on him and it's an interesting scene like afterwards you know, he kind of gets out of the hospital. They let him go, of course, because he doesn't have any injuries. Mm. And he just, he walks into that hospital, that waiting room, and you just see everyone's family just sitting there staring at him because they don't know, they don't know what's going on. They don't know if there's any survivors or not. And that's one thing that I was trying to think also. Obviously, the the media would be there and the paparazzi and stuff like uh-huh. that with they show. But they said like the only other survivor was that guy I, I i found it strange that there was so many people there you know because yeah. if they i i don't know how, what the procedure is but um i don't know how many people they would have brought into the hospital right. and stuff like that and if they declared him dead would they like would there be a need for the family to come to the hospital i don't know maybe yeah. they need to identify him at the morgue and stuff like that I, but i just thought it was strange that there were so many people there right i think what it was is in the movie, uh, the the train derails, or so the train is going full speed and it's yeah. not slowing down, so it derails and it crashes into another train. So oh, it's, yeah, so it's a two train like kind of collision. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that because at all. yeah, so because I, I think it. Yeah, sorry. So I think it it goes over a turn too quick. It derails and it crashes into another mm. train, 
and in a deleted scene they're all waiting they don't know exactly what's happening no one has said anything that's fresh from the accident like the accident had just recently happened so i think that's why all the families are there because i don't think they're allowed to say who's dead who's not dead mm. because they're trying to you know find out who yeah, is yeah, dead or yeah. who isn't dead and pick up the pieces so I, I know there's what like 12 to 20 minutes of of what, deleted scenes oh and, yeah yeah i didn't i didn't watch that i actually downloaded i watched uh, them so oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so i didn't know that at all so actually that's okay that makes a lot more sense yeah so i think it's a really it's an interesting scene when he gets out there and they're all waiting and then it's also kind of interesting where we see just how bad his marriage is because his son kind of has them hold hands yeah and then they're walking <laughs> out and then they just let go of their hands and yeah, so yeah. and so you see that there's some very big marital issues happening you know happening at the house you know with them so david dunn just walks away from this and he definitely has survivor's guilt you know, throughout the rest of this movie after yeah. surviving that crash, he definitely has survivor's guilt. And I think even beforehand, he was already depressed as it was. And so that's what one thing that I with everything, like I, as I was going about it, everyone is so sad yeah. throughout the movie. Everyone is so oh, yeah. sad. And it's an interesting choice that that M. Night Shyamalan made for that. He wanted to, to play that out and I didn't get that immediately I, uh -huh. I, I kind of understood but maybe it's just a difference of perspective because I know that some people that if you survive something you know you, you could be like oh man I feel so like you know I feel bad How, why did I survive or at the same time like thank god I'm alive you know like right. now I'm I have a new lease on life and that's something that the wife kind of made mention of right. that you're you survive let's give this another chance yep. and stuff and trying to be hopeful they try to start again with their marriage because yeah. he does survive yeah. that it was a big issue to her yeah so I, I just I just thought it was interesting because that's like you know it's that it's not a majority of the movie everyone's pretty down yeah pretty, pretty down yeah. so I mean they try to give their marriage another chance and originally he was going to go move in New York because that's yes. why yeah yes. he was going on a job interview in New York some sort of security but the thing I like about some of the deleted scenes with it is with our next scene we have after he gets home he goes to the church to go to the memorial service yes, so he goes yes. to the church to go to the memorial service and in a deleted scene after the memorial service is over, he's actually talking with the priest there. Mm. So he's kind of having a one-on-one -on -one with the priest. This is something I kind of wish would have stayed in the actual movie as far as like a com comparison goes. Yeah. And mainly because when he's talking to that priest, you know, he's asking, why did he survive? Because he's having that survivor's guilt. Mm. He's asking this priest, you know, why did I survive? Because he even notices that when he comes out from that accident, his watch is completely crushed, but you know, he's perfectly fine. His mm. clothes are all tattered up and everything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's completely fine. And in this deleted scene, and even in the script, the priest asks him if he's a religious man. And so of course, David, said, David Dunn says, no, he's not a religious man. And the priest takes off his collar, puts it away. And he tells him it was luck. It was just pure random luck. That's why you survived. You weren't chosen or nothing like that. It was pure random luck. And the priest goes on saying that he, like a bunch of years back, they've been having a ton of accidents happening in Philadelphia. And so one of them is basically where I believe it's with the plane crash. Yeah. There's a plane crash that happened yeah, in the Philadelphia. Three, the three things that, spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to the spoiler for the whole movie. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that, you know, Samuel Jackson's ends up, ends up being behind yeah. is the plane accident. So the priest actually loses his cousin in the plane accident mm. when it explodes on takeoff. He loses a whole entire family from his parents 
parish when there's a hotel fire and they all yeah. die in there. And his nephew just died on that train accident. And he keeps on talking about, Man, yeah, <laughs> this priest can't get a win. <laughs> yeah. So the priest, he keeps on talking about how, you know, after each accident, he prayed, he found meaning, he prayed, he found meaning. And then, of course, his nephew was riding for the first time alone by himself on this train and he had his neck broken, you know, through through this accident and David Dunn is the only one who survived. So he wasn't really, the priest wasn't really feeling too much sympathy towards him. So, Oh man, but, yeah. I honestly, I do wish that they kept that scene in. Yeah, I wish they would have kept that in there too because they talk a lot about meaning and, you know, David Dunn or, you know, Bruce Willis, I think he was definitely depressed before this accident even happened. Mm. And just because this movie, you know, it probably should have been marketed as what a Superman didn't know he was Superman. Yeah. And the reason why he's depressed is because he's not doing what he's meant to be doing. Mm. And it's like, you know, who hasn't felt lost, you know, lost before? I feel like, you know, they're not living up to their full potential. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I feel you. So, yeah. So that's one scene that I definitely wish would have stayed in there. And when he leaves that church, he sees that he has that note under his windshield. And it's from limited edition. It just asks, how many days in your life have you been sick? And so, and so ask him, how many days in your life have you been sick? And then we kind of cue in after that is Elijah or Samuel Jackson as a child. And how when he was a kid, you know, he had gone through so many different breaks because he's very fragile. Yeah, that's you know? one thing also I, I wanted to, he mentions, oh, where is it? Oh, crap, I wrote it down. Oh, yeah, he got... He was born in 1961, uh-huh. and we would assume that it was uh, this I, movie came out in 2000, so we yeah. assume that it would be present day 2000. Uh-huh. So then that would make him 39 years old, right? And he says he broke 54 bones uh, yeah. through that period. Now I was trying to figure out is that is that a lot or a little? I or, think that's a lot. Yeah, it, he, had, he said he had 54 breaks, and so his disease is called uh, osteogenesis. Yes, yes. And so it's called osteogenesis. And he mentions like the different types, and they finally meet up. But yeah, he's had 54, and, which and, I and think for, is a lot. Yeah. And for the listener, I, like, yeah, I know 54 breaks is a lot. <laughs> like, obviously, <laughs> it's a lot. Two is a lot, or one is a lot. Yeah, one's a but, lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying for someone with that condition to go 39 years of your life. 54 breaks would that be would that like you know ratio out like i I mean i feel like anytime he gets a break he probably isn't feeling too because he spent a whole majority of his life in the hospital from all his different breaks yeah yeah. so okay so yeah you know it's just something i was thinking but continue with what you say (laughs) i think it's a lot well he said there's there's four different types and he says he's type one yes and then he says type four they don't make it very long yeah yeah that's crazy yeah so he actually got the lucky end of this disease by being a type one but we see we first meet him again as a child and he's he doesn't want to go outside he's like i'm done I'm not going outside anymore. Which is understandable. Yeah, every time I go outside, I get hurt. And so that's when his mom, you know, is trying to comfort him. He's like, well, you can't just stay inside. You know, you can't live that life. So he tells him that she got her a present. He got her a present, him a present. And so with the present being, you know, on the other side of the playground. And so he has to leave, you know, his apartment, go out and get the present. It ends up being a comic book. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the mom wins the mom award, you know, for that year. <laughs> you know, she buys him a bunch of comic books and says there'll be one waiting for him each time he wants to go outside. And, and yeah, so- the, you mentioned the mom award. Definitely a very nice gesture. And I, I do I do like that she's 
showing some tough love, you know? Yeah. It's not that coddling, <laughs> oh, no, it's all going to be okay. Here, yeah. I'll hold you in my arms. Here, I got a comic book for you. You can just stay here. Uh, he, She actually uh-huh. gets him to do something. And actually, I... I I think that kind of adds to how he got that drive to right. live and to to you know become a, a bit crazy villain. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, how he so. got his drive to, to do something about it, to find out why he has this this uh, or why he exists. But one thing I'll, I I will also mention: this is the first time also that. Throughout the movie, color plays a big part. Oh and, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, uh-huh. and the package, the way it's it's made up, uh-huh. it's, it's uh, very vibrant purple with a white ribbon on yeah. it and stuff like that. Very like visually pleasing, and you can see it from the window and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, it sticks out. Yeah. <laughs> I just also thought it was funny that it was one comic book that she read. <laughs> is she gonna do that for each one, or is it just that one time? Like, right. hold on to the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think like and it it plays more with the 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 people that commit crimes like in the uh-huh. visions that um, that Bruce Willis gets or David Dunn gets, but also that it's purple. And I, I had to look it up. You know, you find in the end mm-hmm. that uh, that Samuel L. Jackson is the villain and all that. He did the bad things, and just as as Will Smith touched those people, each one had like a vibrant color to him, and right. it shows why. Like Samuel Jackson, very good-looking man and dressed really well, uh-huh. always wearing purple, always, always wearing purple, purple. Yep, very always. bright purple and uh-huh. stuff like that. And that it, it kind of shows that's why because he was the villain all along, and yeah. they <laughs> highlighted it. And I thought that was such a good, like you know, foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, of, foreshadow. Yeah. Very good on M Night Shyamalan's part. Very subtle. Very, uh-huh. very nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. So, I mean, his color is purple, and then pretty much uh, David Dunn's color is green. Oh, yeah. So, he's yes, actually yes. wearing, yeah, so he's wearing green, a shade of green throughout, I think, each yeah. entire scene. And I, so. I had to look it up when I found out uh-huh. that it, it, it's a compliment. Like, you know, they compliment one another. Yeah. And if some of you guys can be like, oh, no, purple's compliment is, is, is yellow. But <laughs> look it up. The darker shade of green's complement is purple. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they show that. I think how funny would it have been if it's just in an amazing obstacle course and there's the present. He has to go through American Ninja Warrior or some sort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or like uh, uh, it's across the street, but it's like Frogger and then there's yeah. so many cars. <laughs> I left your present. It's on the highway. And so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Elijah limping oh, around man. with his broken bones. And <laughs> he can't come home unless you get it. <laughs> that's that tough love. Oh, man. And that's when we, uh, they said, you know, they call him Mr. Glass. He brings mm. it up when he's a, as a kid that the kids at school, they call him Mr. Glass because, of course, you know, he breaks easily. Yeah, like, yeah. Like glass. And so um, David Dunn and Elijah, they meet in Elijah's store, limited edition, and which is basically like a, a high-end art, artsy kind of comic book thing so yeah, he yeah. has a lot of drawings of it's, comics. it's a gallery yeah, yeah, yeah it's a gallery there you go that's the word i was looking for so he owns his own gallery and he sells these these pieces of art that are based off from comic books and so that one scene oh man it's so funny though when he the, the client mentions that the piece that he's buying is for his 
four-year-old yeah, son. Yeah, four-year-old. <laughs> and, he and, tells him no. <laughs> yeah, Elijah makes it very clear. Comics are for adults. <laughs> he said, this is an art. This is a piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom had me walk through miles to get this. <laughs> it's, it's just really funny. But I agree with him. What is a four-year-old? How is he, a four-year-old yeah. going to appreciate the, And it's, uh, it's a hand-drawn, too. It's not like it's vibrant yeah. colors or anything. Exactly. So it's black yeah. and white. And so. <laughs> so that, that honestly, that dad gets the bad dad yeah, award. Yeah, bad dad award. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, when Samuel L. Jackson or Elijah was describing, do you see me with a name tag? Do you see an Asian kid that's on a, a motorized helicopter in front of my store? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was... I, it's such a badass, like... He just insult. ripped him a new one. Exactly, yeah, yeah, he just ripped him a new one. I'm not selling this piece of art, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, so they meet up. Uh, David Dunn walks in there, and then that's when, you know, he tells him he got a card on his windshield. And so they have a conversation. He has his son, uh, Jeremy, with him. Yeah. And so that's when he talks about, you know, his disease, how he has 54 breaks and basically how he always thought he's a big fan of comic books. And he thought there was some sort of, you know, remembrance of another world that used to be. Which and I, oh, growing crazy. up. Crazy. Yeah, it, it's insane. <laughs> just, so far-fetched. Like, <laughs> just like how you mentioned in your X-Men review or, uh, yeah, the X-Men episode when... <laughs> When you're reading it, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But when you hear it out loud, it, it sounds, sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it really does. It's like and I have to give it to Samuel L. Jackson. Man, he's all in on. He this believes delusion. it. Yeah. He believes it. So. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, and you, of course, you find out how long he's been searching for it because he thinks that he has this disease. He's very fragile. That there must be someone like him, but on the other side of the curb. So someone who isn't fragile, who is basically, you know unbreakable and so <laughs> so but when he says it out loud it's just you know of course you're like oh my god this guy sounds so crazy and he immediately tells you know uh jeremy to stop drinking what he's drinking to go wait outside because it really does it sounds so crazy and he just yeah. believes it and i when i was younger when I was younger, I watched this movie and I was like, yeah, yeah, Elijah makes a lot of sense. But now, as an adult, I'm like, oh, no, you get away from this guy. Yeah, like, this guy's a nut. Like, you're a superhero. Like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> so, and when they're talking, you know, that's when he mentions, have you ever been sick? And he can't remember when he's been sick. Yeah, he yeah. He can't remember the last time he has been sick at all. And so, when it comes to that... Um, he can't remember the last time he's been sick and he even asks his work, you know, how many times he's been sick and Which, he hasn't been sick in five years. I always thought that was a baller ass move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally that's one of the, the memories that I have of this movie is that I thought when I grow up, I'm going to go five years without asking for a single sick day. And then when I ask for it or ask how many I uh, how many times I've been sick, they're going to give me a raise. I thought I could do it. Heck no. No, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, so he even kind of, because he even asked his wife, you know, too, later on, how if he, she remembers him ever being sick yeah. at all before they had their son, before they were even in the house, when they were back in the apartment. And when they're speaking, you know, Jeremy, Elijah, or sorry, not Elijah, but David's son mentions that he was in a car accident, mm. that he was in a car accident and he couldn't play football anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so Elijah doesn't really, he thinks there's kind of holes in the story. So he's not sure if David is who he says. He knows, he believes there's someone out there like him. Yeah. But he's not sure if David is that person. And so 
David kind of leaves, you know, he's like, this guy's crazy. And what I think is an interesting scene, because he talks to Elijah before he leaves, where he knows those type of people at his job, where they'll talk to you, they'll build like this beautiful picture and then they'll ask for your credit card number at yeah, the end. Yeah. And, Which was a funny scene later on. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that's interesting is David always, he talks about this sadness, the sadness he always has when he wakes up in the morning. Mm. And that, I guess apparently when he got that note, when he woke up that morning, that was the first time in a long time he didn't feel sad when he woke up. So he's definitely depressed and he's definitely feeling, you know, that trauma survive. you know, he's PTSD probably and mm. even just... Um, survivor's guilt in general. Yeah, yeah. So David leaves Elijah. You know, he leaves him at the limited edition, of course, because this is kind of a crazy story. It sounds weird when it comes out loud, but... <laughs> <laughs> but so David and his wife, they're trying to patch things up again because, of course, you know, he's the only survivor from that train accident. Yeah, and yeah. she wants to start up the marriage again, you know, start fresh, start all over. Yeah, that's one thing also that all the times there's, I think, three or four bedroom scenes and the time or going to bed scenes and uh-huh. david is always sleeping with jeremy like, yeah up until the very end yeah, yeah. up until the end yeah, yeah so but they're sleeping in separate bedrooms yeah, yeah and and i i didn't pick up on the the subtle hints in the beginning and stuff so in my notes i put sleeps with his son separated yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um definitely and it did a good part in kind of conveying that to the audience and stuff so kudos to you m night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah i mean it is really grounded because i guess they don't when's the last time you saw a superhero movie and it showed their marital problems at home yeah it's yeah. true that's true yeah so i mean <laughs> other than batman you know having his parents killed for the million time <laughs> on tv or <laughs> yeah so uh david is at work he he works as security works in protection and he works at a stadium which is a football stadium yeah yeah and elijah ends up going there so he ends up going to the stadium that he works at and he buys like a bogus ticket from the inside and he says he knows David. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so when they meet up, you know, he he wants to know why he chose protection out of all the things he could have done. You know, owning a bunch of gyms, you know, restaurants, whatever it is, he chose protection. He chose security as his profession. And so he keeps on wondering why. And so they're spending a little bit more time together. And I is this a, like... I, I trying to like break it down. Is this like a a, a a look on fate? Is is that what he's trying to get at, or is it a subconscious thing, or like what uh, what is the angle that Samuel L. Jackson's character is trying to put that he is like he is like that's his he's fated that's what he's meant to be he's supposed to be a hero so that's why he chose it or is it a subconscious thing that you are supposed to think you are supposed to be helping people right you know you you um whatever you do is meaningless that actually you're 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 meant to help people or you're i i I don't know if i'm getting across i think it's more subconscious i think it's just a subconscious thing that you know i mean he obviously graduated college he was going there for i think like a full ride for Mm. his football but he chose security of all the things he could have done he chose security so i think it's more a subconscious thing as why he did that what if he did become a football player and continued that and he's not he protecting just, people. He's Brett Favre, and so he just doesn't <laughs> <laughs> just keeps on playing the older he gets. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, they're spending a little bit more time together at the stadium, and they're talking, and that's when we kind of go over like David's instincts. 
So he talks about how they usually have, he brings up the comic books again, which again sounds like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous when yeah, it's said yeah. out loud that, you know, usually sometimes, oh, I just moved the mic. <laughs> where, you know, it's kind of like a Spidey sense that he has. It's some sort of instinct where he can tell when something bad's going to happen or he can tell when someone's done something wrong. Which I do like that take on it because I was thinking, in the real world, how are you going to become a superhero? Like, you, it's not feasible for you to be like scanning through police scanners or being right. on rooftops and looking for crime which would be interesting i, I like the how they went about it that how he how he solves these crimes or how right. he becomes the hero is by touching them and seeing what they did wrong yeah, just yeah. based all off an instinct because yeah. he's talking to elijah and then that's when this guy who's in an army jacket brushes ac across from him and gets in line yeah and so David tells the other guy, why don't we do pat-downs? Because sometimes, you know, people will bring knives, people will bring guns into the stadium, they'll get drunk, their team's not doing well. And then, you know, next thing you know, yeah, you have yeah. a very serious situation on your hands. Which, in all honesty, he, he makes it very, what is the word, um, uh, sensible. That yeah. It makes it very sensible that, yeah, uh, that that makes sense. And he's not thinking, using it as uh, a superpower, but just, oh, uh, that's logical. Yeah. People, he's wearing a military jacket. He may have a weapon yeah. on him. So, you know, he's profiled. Those guys probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sees a guy in a turban. Oh, yeah, yeah pat down. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to pat down. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess instinct or gut feeling, you know, that's how they, that's how they ground, I guess, his spidey sense or his instinct. Yeah, yeah, it's which just, I thought was yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely right there. You know, it's just his gut feeling. Mm. And, of course, he's when the guys, you know, brushes against him. And Elijah's really, you know, kind of into it. Well, what did you see? Did you see him having a knife? Did you see him having something? And he said he saw him having like a, a gun, a silver gun, I think with like a yeah, black handle, exactly. a black grip. Yeah. And so has Elijah sit down, you know, and has got him tickets to go see the football stadium, you know, the football game and everything. Yeah, but and he wasn't interested in it. No, he wasn't. He was just trying to, he was trying to investigate a little bit more. Yeah. So. I wonder how much he spent on those tickets. Yeah. I think what it was when he, when David told him back at limited edition that he was in security or in protection, that's what spiked his interest mm. into following him. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting is after, you know, that whole confrontation happens with the army jacket guy, you know, Elijah goes back to his car and you see his car is just like completely padded. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 there's foam everywhere. And like, it's, it's a dope car. It's like a yeah. really nice vintage uh, old car. And uh -huh. on the inside, it looks super like the padding is not just regular pads. It's yeah. like leather bound <laughs> and all that. Just bubble wrap everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he he goes back into his car. He throws his, you know, his cane in there. And that's when he sees the army jacket guy. You know, he's walking towards yeah, yeah. the other way. And so he just kind of looks like he doesn't really want to chase this guy down, but he <laughs> do, he has to. And so he's, you know, hopping along with his cane every trying yeah. to stop this guy. You know, I don't know what he's going to do if he stops him, but he's going, he's following him, keeps on following him, follows him to the subway, and that's when you see the stairs. Yeah, and that like, shot of the stairs was really good, oh, too, yeah. man. It's, it really invokes that sense of vertigo and fear, so all that was welling inside of yes. him. Yeah. A cripple's worst nightmare, stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? He could sue the, he could yeah. sue the, uh, the government or the local... That's probably how he has so much money. 
he just keeps on. <laughs> yeah, comic books. That's not where money's at. I know a bunch of comic book stores that closed down. That's my passion project. My real thing is suing people. That's like 54 breaks, 54 lawsuits. That's yeah. <laughs> you guys need to put an elevator or an escalator or something. <laughs> Why aren't these stairs padded? <laughs> so yeah, so he's going down. He's trying to find this guy. Oh, and but that's, that's when he falls. Fall. Oh, oh my goodness! You hear the crack too. You hear the snap. And oh like, yeah, man, it's really bad. Oh man, and it's just—it's not even like a big fall. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of just like hits it and then slides down yeah. a little bit. He doesn't tumble or anything, but, but because still, he's Mr. Glass, yeah, yeah, and also <laughs> the slow motion effect to it really added to that that sense of oh man, he's going to destroy himself. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> and that dude, like, he knew he was being followed, and. The, the guy in the army jacket he uh -huh. literally waited at the bottom of the stairs and watched as the guy fell yeah, and then took then off then took off yeah, but man. as he's taken off as he hops over Elijah or Samuel Jackson he sees the gun and he sees it's the exact same gun that you know David had yeah, described yeah, yeah it was yeah. the exact same one so <laughs> was it worth it Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> oh god I don't know there's <laughs> a lot of breaks so yeah. but yeah so after he's in falling him down um, David is or Bruce Willis, he goes back home, and I think they take the bus. And also, so I want to say, no one holds a gun like that. It was it was on his belt, but not even like tucked into his pants. Uh -huh. It was on the side of his pants, held by this thin strap. Oh of god, leather. yeah. <laughs> no one holds a gun like that. That's how uh, it falls down, or you shoot yourself in the you know in the leg. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's not secure at all. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. So. Um, David is able to, uh, he gets off the bus and he gets home from, from his work and then he sees his son, Jeremy, and he's playing football. Yeah, and, with the guy. <laughs> yeah, so he's playing football with a huge guy. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing is, this didn't make it into the movie, but the guy he's playing uh, with football, it's, I think, uh, Jeremy's friend Potter or something. Yeah. It's, it's his cousin. And apparently that's the kid that the, that the sports agent was going to go see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they they yeah, made the some train. inferences on it when yeah. she was like a lot Six, of the Six, three, 200-something pounds can run. The, yeah. the 408 seconds or something. Yeah. At, some oh. more sports terminologies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of got that from the, the their conversation. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. So um, – he ends up working out. They end up doing the workout. So they, then we have like the bench press scene. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, man. That kid almost cut Bruce Willis's head off. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, we have that workout scene where he's going to work out and he's bench pressing. And, you know, Jeremy, his son, just wants to help. But, you know, he was also there when he heard the conversation that he had with, you know, Elijah. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, because he's a kid, he thinks that his dad might be a real life superhero. Mm. So instead of taking off weight, he's adding weight onto the bar yeah, man that's not safe <laughs> at all <laughs> no and so and so he first he ends up benching like 250 and then he's just like i've never benched that much before yeah and he's like i'll take it off don't worry you know i'll head you know and so instead of taking off he puts more weight on yeah, there yeah. And, and i think 10 pounds on each side so i'm bringing it up to yeah, 270 he ends up yeah so he ends up keeps in, and he keeps on benching he benches everything in there and then the paint cans on the side too yeah, yeah. he ends up being like 350 pounds so, <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not gonna lie so if you guys don't know this about Tyler. Tyler's a pretty big guy, <laughs> and uh, you know he's he's hit the gym <laughs> on the regular. And I own a shake weight. I'll just put it that way. So <laughs> and I got a Bowflex at home, and <laughs> I, I've, I and I, I I'm known to go to the gym every once in a while myself. But one of the big 
things in in like that culture was yeah. like if the bar doesn't bend it don't matter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole thing i was thinking yeah you know 350 is a lot it is a lot for it's not, yeah. yeah so i feel like a really interesting scene uh one again that got 600. cut out <laughs> yeah well actually the one this is a scene that got cut out is oh, okay. when he's uh he's back at work so he's he just bench pressed the 350 at his house yeah and he's back at work at the football stadium and he's in like the the locker room where there's a bunch of weights and everything and yeah, the yeah. team players are getting stretched out and he sees the bench press on there and so he bench presses 500 pounds oh and shoot yeah so man that would have been dope yeah, to put on there i feel like that would have been good to kept in and apparently m night Shyamalan he said well we already had a bench press scene so we yeah. didn't really need a second one but it's really impressive to bench 350 one day and then and the very next day 500 pounds <laughs> yeah that that's ridiculous is, that's the impressive part right there that's yeah, yeah. you don't go from the most I ever bench was 270 to oh 500 pounds, you know, for two reps. And so, yeah, their their little home gym setup, yeah, like it. In all honesty, it doesn't look that like uh, uh, impressive. With the, yeah. you know, he had like a 45 on each side and maybe a 25 and a 35. When I looked at, it, I was like, that doesn't look like 350. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but but 500 pounds definitely, man. You're pushing like what three plates on each side or something. Well, he was in it's four plates, so he was technically doing like 495, but he's like, oh, it's 500. So yeah, it man. might as well have been 500. Yeah, yeah. So, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that that definitely looks more like, yeah, impressive. That's the kind of thing I really wish they would have kept in yeah, because yeah. you know. Going, I guess, that's, if you're just a regular person, you don't really go to the gym at all. You know, that sounds like a lot. You could throw any number out there. And yeah. so it's like, that's a lot of a weight. Pounds. <laughs> it's like, is that average? Is that normal? Like, <laughs> and so, so I really wish they would have kept that in because mm. I, because at the end when he bench presses it, he bench presses it for, he does it, he doesn't do it at first and then he really focuses on it and mm. then he's able to do it for two reps. Yeah. And then when he's done doing it, he counts the plates and he looks back and everyone in the, in the training room, all the football players are staring at him because, yeah. you know, Bruce Willis at the time, he doesn't look like a very big guy yeah, yeah, yeah. for being 170 pounds and be able to bench press that much is pretty impressive. That's so. crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so... That's something I really wish would have kind of stayed in there, especially that and the church scene too. But we cut into Elijah where or Samuel Jackson where he's on the he's in the hospital. So he's in the hospital and the doctor's just telling him all the breaks he has, how yeah, long man. it's gonna be before he can oh, walk man. again. <laughs> and you can tell he's been there before. Yeah. You yeah. know, he's been in that he's just been in that situation before and he's just looking crazy. He just says the kid they call me Mr. Glass. And yeah. so And the doctor's not even listening. He's like, What was that? What was that? <laughs> oh, by the way, your leg's broken, if you can't yeah. tell. Like, it's gonna take <laughs> six to nine months for everything to recuperate and then oh, you have man. to do physical therapy. Oh man, that's just get steel terrible. bones at that point like <laughs> yeah sign me up for that weapon x project that's the spoiler in this in the next movie coming out glass oh man he just everything gets replaced with titanium like <laughs> <laughs> and he's unstoppable yeah <laughs> comes up what was it the the million dollar man or something like that <laughs> they call me mr steel yeah <laughs> so uh he goes through uh, physical therapy, and that's when he meets um, David's wife, Megan. Mm, yeah, and so yeah. he meets David's wife, Megan. And now, they, was that a coincidence? Right. Apparently, well, in the script that in the script he saw that her name was on there on the list of his like approved providers for physical therapists, and so he just took a risk and and thought that was David's wife, and it ended up being his wife. Oh wow! And he ends <laughs> up he asked her a lot of questions, like, oh, you know. 
how'd you meet how'd you meet David or how'd you meet your husband all this stuff and there's kind of like a fan theory going around where you know David's you know power is of course like his strength and his you know being not so vulnerable but he has that instinct or that spidey sense there's a little fan theory that uh, Samuel Jackson's he has something similar to that but it's like persuasion where he Mm. can get people to tell things about themselves to him that's interesting yeah so it really is yeah Yeah. so and that's why I can see that yeah and because even in that scene she just tells him everything she's like I don't know why I told you that and so but she tells him everything about why they stayed together they stayed together because he was in a car accident and he couldn't play football and she couldn't be in physical a physical therapist and you know what I mean? Date, yeah, you know, yeah. be married to a football player, someone who could break their neck and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's so. a paradox or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I find that very interesting. Oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, just continue yeah. and I'll come back to I you. I guess it's like a, a veterinarian dating, like someone who's a butcher, I guess. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slaughters cattle. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a really interesting theory with, you know, Samuel Jackson's character where he has kind of similar you know power to that but on persuasion oh yeah now yeah. i understand I, or now i remember what i was going to say yeah because i don't know it seems like samuel L. jackson got the raw deal like all all of it's negative yeah <laughs> there's no like <clears throat> even even hinting that he's the arch nemesis that uses yeah. his brain and stuff like that they don't make it seem like he's that smart yeah or that much smarter he just plans out really well right which is eh, it's debatable but if he had something extra like a just ha- just like his spidey sense that david dunn has uh-huh that that would go a long way to make him more of a threat yeah villain. and his persuasion i mean he did convince that guy in the beginning to buy a uh a picture for his four-year-old you know oh, yeah. i mean even though he didn't want you know yeah, he didn't yeah, want to yeah, but he yeah. did do that so why would my four-year-old need this he's just like <laughs> <laughs> he's that good at sales just yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean it's definitely interesting right there with that but uh yeah so they end up meeting she reveals everything about you know why they met and so the crazy thing is samuel jackson or elijah he tells megan david's wife what what he thinks he is mm-hmm. so that he thinks that you know she he is unbreakable that yeah, he doesn't yeah. get sick it reminds me of uh you ever seen the movie twins where it's with arnold schwarzenegger oh. and danny devito <laughs> samuel no, jackson danny devito <laughs> they're supposed to be twins yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's like that you got arnold schwarzenegger who's you know bruce willis and then danny devito is samuel jackson and so <laughs> we are one in the same <laughs> yeah, we're twins we're brothers and so <laughs> so yeah, Elijah tells Megan his thoughts about David, about what he thinks he is. And uh, yeah, it's just complete. She, of course, looks at him like he's insane because, yeah, once again, yeah. it sounds ridiculous when it's out She's loud. a woman of science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, David, he's at work and he gets a call from, oh, that's when he meets, um, we get a cue in from M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Makes, he makes his cameo in there. where he, <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Yeah. He brushes against him and he sees him, you know, picking out drugs or something or money out of uh, out of like a trash can. Yeah. And then he stops him for, you know, he stops him to search him. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so we get our M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan cameo. And yeah. then, yep. I was wondering though, they, I, I don't know if this is in the deleted scenes. What happened to those drugs? I don't know. In a... Uh, it's not in a deleted scene. It's different, like, in the script. So, I guess in the script, um, 
David sees when he brushes against that guy, yeah, who's a yeah. drug dealer. He sees him having beating, it on him. He sees him beating someone up in uh, like in an alley or somewhere near the stadium. Telling oh, him, yeah, telling uh, this person he's beating up to stay off his turf because yeah. apparently they have a drug problem in the stadium where people will sell drugs to people mm. there, and so. In the end, when he searches him, he doesn't find anything, same as in the movie, but the guy tells him to go, like, F off and stuff instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, M. Night Shyamalan's just like, I hope you find him. And so, <laughs> just sweating off. Like, <laughs> One of the kindest drug dealers around. I know, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> well, I hope you find them. Like, here's a list of my competitors. Like, <laughs> So, um, David gets that call from the school. I guess his son got into some trouble. And so, yeah, his son yeah. got into a fight at school. And so he visits the school that he's at, and then he's, you know, the kid has a little bit of emotional problem. No, just a little bit of emotional issue that day um, where he was, like, trying to defend a girl, you know, at their school who was getting bullied, and he ended up getting beaten up. Um, So the kid, Jeremy, begs that they call his dad instead of the mom. And so um, when he's talking to the girl, whoever she is, uh, that's like an administrator or a teacher there, you know, she asks if she remembers him, if David remembers her. And he's like, no, I don't. And he's like, well, you know, I was younger back then. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, and that's when we learned that David had uh, a pneumonia. I always say it wrong. I always say yeah, ammonia. pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia. Yeah. So, yeah. Not pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> he was sick. So we find out that David was, what he was David cleaning was things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that he, he got sick when he was a kid because they, I guess they were dunking his head when he was a kid in that yeah. pool. And it's just a small bit of he water. He swallowed a bit of water. And he was in the hospital so and he didn't even remember that and so he finds out that he has been sick before mm, yeah. and i feel like up to that point he's slowly starting to believe you know what samuel jackson elijah is saying. yeah yeah he's starting yeah. to believe it because he can't remember when he was last sick and you know he just bench pressed 500 you know he keeps on bench pressing and yeah, so yeah. just every day he just bench presses more and so, <laughs> <laughs> but he's slowly starting to believe that and that kind of puts a hole in it and when we kind of cut to that next scene, um, Jeremy's upset because he thought if he he thought he is since his dad was a superhero, he might be like him, and so he, that's why he tried to defend the girl. And he ends up getting beaten up, yeah, and so yeah. he's upset that he's not like his dad. And so that's when his dad tells him, "No, you are like me. We are the same," you know. And um, the next scene that we have is back at their house, which is kind of like a crazy scene. I remember when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's where um, they're in the kitchen. Mm. And then Jeremy has a gun. That yeah. <laughs> he, we, yeah, we we glossed over that that Chekhov's gun sort of situation yeah. where they they showed the gun oh, earlier. Oh, the first act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, and I don't know. I just I just think it's crazy when they first show the gun he just has it bare up there dude. yeah and then he has one pair of jeans that's on top of <laughs> it's so well uh, hidden yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay you didn't gun safety yeah, right there no at its gun- finest like, <laughs> yeah exactly why don't you have a gun safe if you're gonna have a gun or yeah. something like that or at least make it harder to find yeah exactly. it's just out of reach for the kid and then like well when he asks him he's like where'd you get that gun and then he tells him he doesn't know where the bullets are he's like it's in your trophy and yeah. like <laughs> so the kid he knew exactly where the gun was knew exactly where the bullets were yeah yeah and so he's pointing the gun at him because he thinks he says you know he believes elijah he says that he is unbreakable i'm just gonna shoot him 
and you know it'll confirm it it'll yeah, prove yeah. it and so this is actually based off like a real life situation mm. um i can't remember which actor it was it was one of them played superman i can't remember <laughs> but one of the actors played that played superman a kid came with a live gun apparently pointed at him yeah and thought if he would shoot him you know he wanted to test the theory and saw that's crazy through. yeah and i can just imagine that actor like oh my god i'm gonna die today <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with the story apparently he diffuses it the same way he's like yeah, yeah it's going to it's not going to kill me it's, it's going to bounce off yeah it's going to ricochet but it's going to hurt someone else and you don't want to do that yeah and the same thing i was wondering how he's going to make that ploy of oh it's going to hurt someone but he's like yeah it's not going to hurt me but then i'm going to leave I'm oh gonna- <laughs> yeah he says he's going to pack up he's yeah, going to leave i'm going to leave because oh that's the that's the funniest thing also is <laughs> he goes Friends don't shoot their friends. Isn't, isn't that right? Uh, and he says, isn't that the wife? What is the wife's name? Audrey. Megan. Uh, is it Megan or Audrey? Uh, it's, it says, I think it's Audrey. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> isn't that right, Audrey? Friends are, and then she says, don't, no shooting friends, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you convinced me. I'll You're put like, the you gun convinced down. me, yeah. And so. <laughs> but I do, that, it's it's such a good scene also. I don't know about you or anything. Like, did you did you ever think that your dad was Superman? Like, I think that was a question or that was a, like. I think every kid thinks their dad's Superman at yeah, one yeah. point. Yeah, so, at one yeah, point there's. A... But he's a little old. He's 12. <laughs> yeah, so I think he's like 12 in it. And so. But he, he has so much hope and trust in yeah. his dad even with what's going on like uh-huh. he's I, I don't know what kind of situation was it like for their home if there was fighting between the parents right. or anything like that if that has emotionally scarred him but yeah he has he wants their parents to be together their parents to right. be together he wants his dad to be superman you know it's these these things that when he grows up he's gonna have all these emotional scars yeah <laughs> remember that time i almost shot you dad yeah huh? crazy right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think you look fondly on that time. every christmas they bring it up like <laughs> yeah i mean even then like he's not very close with his wife and he's not close with his son either because mm. he even says like we were just starting to become friends yeah and yeah. apparently that's like the most time they ever spent you know mm. they they ever spent time together yeah, yeah during the course of the movie and so uh <laughs> luckily you know he doesn't shoot off um and so where was i oh yeah so the the gun doesn't go off he puts it down and then elijah meets with or david goes to meet with elijah mm. because you know megan or audrey whatever david's wife is telling um telling telling david that she visited him at work and told him his theory and that's when they said you know usually when people they've been broken so many times sometimes their minds break too yeah yeah so david had to go visit elijah at his place of work and that's when they have the conversation and elijah says no you guessed the gun right i followed that guy down there you guessed the you were able to know what gun it was and he's like it was a 50-50 shot. You know, it's a popular gun, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when Elijah tells him, I think you faked your injury back in college mm. because, you know, to be with your wife. Yeah. Because, you know, he knows now that she couldn't be with someone who played football. And so he thought football would be, you know, 10, 15 years, but love is something that lasts yeah. forever. And how De- uh, how Elijah or uh, Samuel L. Jackson delivers that line, really good, solid acting in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely right there. So, I mean... 
of course, David, you know, his, he's like, my son almost shot me. And that's when Elijah's like, I didn't say you couldn't be killed. I just said, you know, like, <laughs> like that's his whole excuse for his argument. I didn't say you could be killed. I didn't say you hey, couldn't be killed. I have a theory. Okay. Yeah, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault for bringing your impressionable son in here. <laughs> Read the fine print. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's like, what is that? Uh, McDonald's. Oh, not McDonald's. Uh, Burger King is selling nuggets for a dollar. But my my friend showed me this. Nowhere in the commercial does it say chicken anywhere. It doesn't say a type of meat. It just says nuggets. It's just nuggets. Oh, that's <laughs> like, concerning. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, hey, these aren't chicken nuggets. I didn't say there was chicken in there. <laughs> it's so, mystery mystery meat nuggets. Yeah. So just <laughs> some sort of nugget. Oh man. So uh, yeah, they end up they end up leaving. Uh, David leaves from. Uh, elijah's place he's like yeah. we can't talk you know obviously like a goodbye have a good life you know yeah yeah my son just only shot me almost shot me because of your theory and so pretty calm about it you know yeah. like, you know i i would expect him to be a little angrier but i don't know he is a cripple <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah so i mean um he talks about the sad. I think he talks about the sad. He keeps on talking about this sadness. Mm. I can't remember if he talks about it in this scene, but he's he's obviously depressed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely depressed at some point before the accident. You know, all of it. Um, so David and Megan, or David and his wife, they end up getting drinks, and that's when they're they're like kind of on their first date, basically. Back yeah, yeah. At it again, and that's when she asks if you know he purposely keeps her and their son jeremy at a distance and then he says yes <laughs> yeah and there's no chill in that because they're playing a game at first right yeah. it's very light and they're getting to know one another and uh -huh. stuff which is it's a cute scene i can understand that i'm married audience uh -huh. and it's nice to take your girlfriend or your wife out every now and then and then kind of rekindle that flame but she just goes all in like <laughs> super hard next question oh when did you think that we're not gonna make it oh yes <laughs> man just going straight in ripping off the band-aid yeah. well he did almost die earlier so true true <laughs> yeah but she just totally killed the movie <laughs> yeah so he, he admits to keeping them at a distance when i heard that again i was like oh wow he really doesn't have he keeps them both at a distance yeah. so his his life is really not coming together and so mm. and she thinks that she he resents them because of his the accident she yeah, thinks yeah. because of the accident that he couldn't play football anymore and she thinks he resents them because he wasn't able to do that stuff because mm. he was in the accident with her and then you know of course she got pregnant and all that fun and stuff. she tells him that that you know she wouldn't have wished this on him at all yeah exactly which is you know it's it's that gift of the Magi thing. They both want the best for one another, yeah. but ultimately they both can't be happy. They give up what they like the most. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely really bad with it. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> with the son relationship and everything. And so... Uh, I Also, how old is Jeremy? He has a babysitter. I don't know about you. I think he's 12. I... <laughs> I had older siblings and cousins, so I didn't. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't remember ever having a babysitter. I'm just saying. TV you know? was our babysitter. You just <laughs> yeah, no. You give me a game console or a television, yeah. and I'm fine. Yeah, uh, like leave out a bag of chips or whatever, and then I got dinner. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe my parents' choice in in how to raise me kind of dictates. You know, he how is a little, old, but you know what? He almost shot his dad. Oh too. yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's, <laughs> he could shoot his babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so I mean, yeah. So they end up leaving the uh, the place that they're at. They're getting drinks, and so they go back to their home, and they're. It feels like their marriage is still kind of going to fall apart at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's at, a little rocky. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. It's still a little rocky. And then David hears the uh, the message that Elijah left, and oh, and I will say. Sound engineering gold. That uh-huh. was such a good transition. Like I, I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he leaves. He leaves that message, and it's talking about the water. How like the water is basically like his kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. And where you know there are they're similar to each other, except on the opposite end of the curve, basically. But they they do have water. He says if he drinks a lot of water, if he drinks too much of it, he can actually choke. If he gets more of it in him, he could drown from it. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of one similarity that they have is their weakness to water. Yeah. So. But like I was saying, it's it starts off like it sound the sound effect is it's from a recorder, uh-huh. and then it slowly. Uh, slowly fades into his actual voice. It's, it's as if he's now talking directly to you. Like you know, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's just I, I uh-huh. really like the subtle things of this movie. I have my my qualms with it, right. but the subtleties of of some of the shots and the directions that M Night Shyamalan took really bring out the best, like the best parts of the movie. Right. And that's one thing that like you don't notice it, but sec- watching it the second or third time round uh-huh. then you start seeing oh man that was a things. really good effect that they okay. they did so, oh yeah you can tell too he took his time with this movie too yeah. apparently this was like a real passion project for him to do mm. this and he had a hard time like shopping it around to like studios and the only the only reason he was able to make this movie was because of the success of the success Six yeah okay. that was the only yeah. reason yeah. it wasn't because of that, that. Yeah, he never would have. He, he even tried getting it to Disney, and then they said, no, of course, superheroes are all the rate. You know what I mean? Yeah, we get four of them a year. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, after their little, you know, we learned that water is basically their kryptonite, uh, David goes and he visits the train wreckage. So yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He just breaks in. Yeah, he breaks in. Yeah, he just breaks in. He gets the truck, breaks in there. And I don't know if it's the car he was in, but he looks at the train accident and he sees the wreckage in there and i think that's when it kind of finally clicks with him that there's yeah it there's it, really it's there's really no way i should have been able to survive this yeah, yeah yeah and it it looking at that wreckage it spurs the accident that he had with his wife yeah yeah and and then that's when you find out he's you know he rips that door off yeah he does rip the door off <laughs> yeah, yeah so <laughs> well you know i i know that there's been Cases of mothers when their children are in peril. Yeah, they lifting gain, cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but dude, he just like bends yeah, he it ripped and pulls it, it he off. He bends the metal on yeah. it too. Yeah. So, and yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny though with that scene is that like the girl's hurt. He says, Oh, I think her leg's broken, yada, yada. And the guy says, Hey, are you all right, man? And then he just pauses. Like he's like, Oh, I gotta. This choice now that yeah. I make is going to affect the rest of my life. <laughs> he thinks about it for a second. And it's just a random guy, though. Yeah, I know, right? He could have yeah. said, yeah, I'm fine. Just call the police. And then and when said, the police You know, come... I'm not feeling good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He really could have just been like, uh, you know, faked his injury later on. Like, yeah, yeah I can't do it anymore. So <laughs> yeah, so I feel like at that point when he flashes back, yeah, he rips that door right off. And mm-hmm. I think that's when he really starts to believe you know he is what elijah or samuel jackson says that he is and so he just rips that thing you hear the metal break and everything so (laughs) i 
I I think it's also it. So this is the part where. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, go. Yeah. Go so uh, he um, after that scene, he calls Elijah, and that's when he tells him, "I faked the injury." Yeah. And so he tells him that he faked that injury, mm. and that Elijah was right that he faked it. And so he he believes it. He's yeah. full all in now. He believes that he believes he is what Elijah says he is. And he tells him to go where people yeah, are. Go yeah. and test his instincts or his spidey sense, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it won't take long. And so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and when he's in there, I think he's in a train station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in a train station and he keeps on, you know, people are brushing against him, and that's when you see like you notice the color. Yeah, yeah. The people he sees their colors get, you know, expanded out. It's yeah. very yeah, dark very, imagery, but Yeah, there's that huge contrast. And it's again, it's uh, such a good choice on M. Night Shyamalan or whoever the editor on that like it all the colors are washed out they're faded and stuff but the people that are are criminals or whatever villains yeah the wrongs they're doing yeah yeah it's it, it's highlighted which is really nice yeah. also I think it's funny that now <laughs> the poncho the poncho becomes his defining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which kind of sucks. I don't know, man. Uh, it's a superhero costume kind yeah, of. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they find it. Even with the new glass, uh, I didn't know that Split and Gla- and and Unbreakable were connected until yeah. Glass came out and stuff. But in the trailers and in the 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 movie posters you see that poncho and you're like oh okay oh yeah <laughs> very intimidating <laughs> to strike fear into the hearts of villains a poncho <laughs> it's easy to wear i guess and like <laughs> he just grabs whatever's in his closet i think so that's about it <laughs> so uh he tests it out he sees all the the wrongdoings of all the people he's bumping into he sees like people stealing stuff he sees date rape he sees you know uh race crimes hate crimes so yeah, he yeah. sees a lot of things yeah yeah and then when he bumps up against the uh i guess we call him like the orange man he's like yeah. in the orange jumpsuit jumpsuit that's when he sees like a home invasion that happened mm-hmm. and so uh he sees that <laughs> he sees that home invasion and i'm laughing just because i just think that seems funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i come in your house yeah. no like you know that when he's doing it, he's pulling the screen door yeah because he opens the door there's a screen door yeah he just closed yeah why did you close the regular door like like when i was watching like why don't you just close the regular door why oh, yeah. are you closing the screen door <laughs> because that's the first line of the fence you never let anything go <laughs> the super flimsy screen door <laughs> and it's and he's like why do you want to come into my house he's like oh because i like it that makes sense that's a good reason yeah <laughs> what is that there is a horror movie i think like neighbors or something like that uh-huh. or house next door or whatever and it was just um serial killers uh-huh. and then the victims are asking why are you killing us why why are you targeting us and it's like because you were home oh the strangers yeah, the strangers, yeah, yeah. The strangers. <laughs> like, i think that scene like was cemented in my mind and then it just reminded me while i was watching this movie yeah. like oh i like your house just, I'm just because gonna take, i'm just gonna take it <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, your plants screw them i'm not gonna water them like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make this a whole mess <laughs> dishes i'm just gonna leave them soak in the in the sink forever never gonna put them in the dishwasher and so, <laughs> so anyway, he follows the he follows the orange man and he keeps on following him and he follows to the house that he's at and so mm. he investigates the house and he sees that um there's just the house is a mess like they got mail piling up who knows how long he's been you know in there yeah yeah but it's been piling up he and sees, the body's still there yeah he sees the body's still there he sees the the gentleman who you know i guess the father who didn't want to let him in 
he's dead in like their basement or in their garage. Yeah. And then he finds the two kids upstairs that are basically, I don't know if they're handcuffed or they're zip tied. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was too. Cause he didn't cut it. It looked like he, it, like Unwrapped. those twist yeah. ties or whatever. I don't know. Impossible defense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're tied or whatever. Yeah. But they, they didn't look, it didn't look like rope it, yeah. it, and it could have been wire that was tied or something, but maybe wire. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. So <laughs> initially when I first saw this, I thought that it were two daughters but it was a boy and a girl yeah you know i thought it was two two girls too yeah yeah i thought it was two girls too but uh he releases them so he gets the kids out of there so he lets them go and then that's when he goes into like i guess the master bedroom yeah. and he sees you know the the wife or the mother is in there mm. and so uh and he doesn't and also with that scene he doesn't immediately like with the kids he doesn't immediately un, un, undo the thing uh-huh he just goes directly to the balcony and just yeah. stares out you know there for she, a while. i didn't know this but she was dead that whole time really yeah i didn't know that i didn't oh, until i, didn't I read the either. script yeah until i read the script i didn't know she was dead the whole time i thought she was just like passed out or something but oh. apparently she was dead the whole entire time oh man yeah so that's why i think he left her because she was dead the whole Bruce oh, Willis she, she was dead the whole time and so uh yeah he gets pushed over that balcony the yeah. orange yeah orange yeah. man pushes him over the balcony he falls you which know. again it, good shot it was the first person view and you tumble oh yeah you hit see the water the tumble. yeah yeah oh, really God. good shot and you just find out water is your kryptonite and you land in a pool with <laughs> where you're on the cover and it's slowly sinking yeah in and, and <laughs> And that was the only thing, the pool cover, that was the only thing that was protecting him. Yeah, and it's sinking in. And so so he's falling in there. You see him, you know, of course, underwater and everything. And yeah. it's dark. And then you see some bit of light. And then that's when, like, this, the pole stick kind of goes in there. And he grabs it. And the kids pull him out of the water. Yeah. So he, they pull him out of the water. He gets up. He stands up. Even, and then, even though it was Bruce Willis, and, or even though it was David Dunn and the water is his weakness, someone that's in the water that's struggling with a pool cover... They could potentially drown. Very oh yeah, easily. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they could still drown. So yeah, I, and his weakness really didn't play a big role. I just, yeah, <laughs> but I I do see the imagery. I get it. M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's drowning. So the kids pull him out, and then we finally, you know, he goes back upstairs. He goes to the orange man, and it just ends in a choke out. He just chokes him. Yeah, out. man, that, yeah. that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, in my but opinion. then it, it's a grounded superhero movie. I guess you can't have like a big you know what i mean you can have a big huge fight scene yeah that's true but uh, still like uh, he possibly did like a sleeper hole just to knock him out yeah. or whatever oh he, he ends up dying too oh he does yeah, he kills him yeah oh, that's shoot. something you don't know too oh, okay, crap. Yeah, oh, right. so they so, kind of they kind of show it in the newspaper at the very end mm, okay. where it's like the two parents died and the two children survived and mm. the other assailant was killed no and okay so- <laughs> i i took it as he was he didn't want to kill the guy he just wanted he thought it was the easiest way to knock him out yeah. by choking him but i don't know i I, I would have figured at least a, a, a single punch would have been thrown. Yeah, like, something. It's Bruce Willis. Completely you know? crushes his face, or I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, all, and all the diehards, and not a single punch was thrown. Yeah, that's true. He just chokes him out, but yeah. I mean. 
I guess it would have been cool if there was like, oh, his neck was snapped or something. You know, something where it was like his neck was snapped or no, I don't know. Or even just like it doesn't even have to be a big choreography thing. Like the guy turns around, he throws a punch, he ducks under, he punches <laughs> him in the face. And then while he's staggering, he didn't get him in a choke. Yeah. Hole. Something <laughs> a little more than he just sneaks up behind him and then grabs him. <laughs> I mean, he gets banged in the walls and the walls yeah, are looking yeah. Yeah, messed I, up. And but. I think that that also shows his strength because there were deep in the, in the yeah. decisions on the wall and stuff like that so he obviously slammed him pretty hard but, right yeah head comes off as he chokes him there you <laughs> go <laughs> so uh bench presses him who knows yeah, <laughs> yeah actually he if if they did show that 500 pound push uh-huh like I don't know. It would be hard to justify that he just put a little bit of pressure yeah, on his it. neck. <laughs> I would have expected him to just like crush his vocal uh-huh. cords. <laughs> well, I guess they're, they're probably going to do more of that in the next movie in Glass. Mm, yeah, I yeah. noticed in the trailer, he's like bending bars and like all this stuff. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so maybe they'll do that in the next movie. Mm. So hopefully. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't know car's driving and he just holds the car and he doesn't go anywhere <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but uh so anyways he uh he saves the kids and he he's able to reconcile with his son and then his wife yeah and because when he goes back home he picks up his wife takes her from the guest bedroom takes her to her home her their bedroom and they're able to make up and everything yeah and also that that shot though I thought thought was really weird. Like with all the praise oh, that I'm saying, yeah, uh-huh. with all the praise that I've been saying about the different cinematography shots, uh-huh. that shot was really weird. When he picks her up and he's carrying her to the yeah, maybe it's because of course they used a steady a uh, steady cam, yeah. and of course he wasn't lifting her up. She was on probably some sort of dolly that was holding her up. But uh-huh. how smooth he was like bringing her up, like you know, there's no yeah. movement, no shake <laughs> from going up the stairs or anything like that, or bring her into the room. Like I don't should know. have bench pressed her <laughs> straight there. <There's laughs> I guess it's kind of showing how strong he is that he he's able to like lock in his yeah. arms and she's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but I don't know, even a strong man who's holding a bunch of like grocery bags and bringing them inside of the house they're gonna move yeah right? they're gonna move. <laughs> so it just seemed like a weird kind of jarring shot yeah so they are able to make it up they're back together basically and he uh he reconciles with his son too as well because they're sitting at the breakfast table and then that's when he shows them the newspaper and then of course they have that moment and they kind of start crying and then he, you know puts the finger over his mouth like you know don't tell mom like <laughs> yeah and <laughs> this is when I, I I had that thought. Why is everyone so sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Every like all of them. Like the interaction between the the father and son. It it just seems so serious. Everything's all the time. sad. It's yeah. never it's never light. It's, there's never joking situations between the the father uh-huh. and the son. And I guess that's what the theme that they were trying to go right. with. But it like that shot or that last scene, like. I would have figured that, you know, he's showing he's showing the son that hey, he was right. I maybe flashing a smile or something. They just yeah. start crying. Throws and... the gun across the table. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like maybe a wink or something. It's like yeah, I am a I am a hero. I don't know, <laughs> but it just seemed very dour. <laughs> yeah, it's still yeah, it is. It's all sad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they. Uh... David is at limited edition Elijah's, you know, comic book shop or art gallery. 
and that's when there's kind of a big sales event going on and yeah. then he meets he meets her mom mm. and then she starts talking about the two villains how there's like the soldier villain the one who fights the hero with like their body and everything just strength to strength yeah and then there's the other villain which is like the mastermind who fights the villain with their with basically with their mind yeah fights yeah. them you know mental versus strength and so they're they're talking you know and that's when even david says you know we're becoming friends him and mr glass or him and elijah samuel jackson they're becoming friends and when he follows Elijah into his kind of like, I guess, desk area yeah, and his. he <laughs> shakes his hand, that's when he sees that, you know, this is the Shyamalan twist. It was Mr. Glass. It was Samuel Jackson all along <laughs> who did everything. He caused the uh, he caused the, the plane, plane accident. Crash. He yeah. caused the hotel fires. He even caused the you know the accident that happened with David with the train. And so, so he caused <laughs> all the major accidents. Yeah, and, yeah. And this this is where I have my major gripe with the movie. Uh-huh. With all the subtle inferences that I have talked about that I thought were so cool, these this part is i feel that they got very lazy like this part in the crime the 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 the, the scenes when they're showing the crimes i i thought yeah. they, they they got really lazy because all the other things were very subtle these are so blatant it's just this, here's everything yeah. yeah um the plane explodes uh, samuel L. jackson is just sitting there like you know everyone's freaking out samuel jackson's just sitting there okay and then there's explosion the the <laughs> Uh, the hotel fire. Oh yeah, the guy tells them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like first of all, it's 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 as if M Night Shyamalan was thinking, uh, how are we going to show a hotel fire but not with a lot of budget? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? We'll have a security guard in a bar telling him that if there was a fire, that everyone would die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like so blatant. Right. Yeah. Um. The 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 he walks out the train. The train conductor's like thing. Yeah. And yeah. So. And, and it's it's it, like these things. It, it's it's not. The why I have such a gripe with it is because it feels shoehorned in exactly there. Yeah. all the other things that I was talking about that I really loved about them. They're very subtle. They they put little things here, and the twist is great. Don't get me wrong, the yeah. twist is great. But those single scenes, they're just like, oh, we got to show that he did this. How are we going to show how he did it? Ah, we might as well just put him oh, in a terminal okay. and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, uh, when you were talking about the date rape one, oh yeah, that that was very blatant. Also, that is. Like, hey, how you doing? They were longer scenes. Yeah. These are just like flash, flash, flash. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No inference. It's just we got to show that this this person is bad. How yeah. are we going to do it as quick as possible? Let's just uh-huh. do it like this. I don't mind the hotel fire one just because I think that works with the idea that his his spidey oh, his persuasion. sense is yes, persuasion. Yes. Because and, and it's like, why would you tell someone, oh, if there's ever a fire in this place, you know, on three or four or five, everyone would burn to death. Like, <laughs> And I agree with you now, but watching the movie and not knowing about that persuasion yeah, thing, like, I was kind of like, what the crap? That's stupid. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that... I, the twist is fine it's just that's my personal gripe in it with all the the subtleties of the movie and the twists and turns and stuff like Uh that and then all of a sudden hey we gotta put this out there uh we gotta it's not elegant it's not like a bow tie finishing like you got the nice good beautiful purple present but 
no bow tie again. Yeah, yeah. That, that, instead, awesome. of, <laughs> instead of tying a bow, they got one of those bows with adhesive on the back, and then we'll just slap it on top. <laughs> we ran out of wrapping paper, so we have to use yeah. it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. yeah, I see what you mean. I wish it kind of would have been a little bit longer. Mm. And one thing, it kind of it stops at like the it just shows like the cue card. Oh, he alerted the authorities. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Like that's that's all right, I guess. Yeah, and I so, understand that. <laughs> you know, you don't want to go through all of those scenes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so we find out that Mr. Glass, Samuel Jackson, was the real villain all along, and so. And then David Dunn meets Mr. Glass, and then that's the movie Unbreakable. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what did you think of it? Overall pros and cons. I know you said the ending was, you know, a little more rushed and a little bit more shoehorned, but yeah. overall, what would you think about this movie? Honestly, and I, for the listeners, I, I hate nostalgia. Uh-huh. Nostalgia is one of those things that I'm like, it's it's such a skewed vision of the past. You need to kind of put that aside. And when I watched it as a young uh, younger, I thought it was so much smarter than it was. I thought it was. Right. I thought it was a, an amazing movie, maybe like a, a nine out of ten for me. But now rewatching it, I, I, I like. I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they were talking about Unbreakable. Uh huh. And. The guy was kind of meh about it. Yeah. And I was thinking in my mind, what are you talking about? Unbreakable was one of the greatest movies I saw when I was younger. <laughs> and now I'm in that same camp that I was like, yeah, it was it was good. And the, and the acting was pretty solid in, in some portions. Sometimes it kind of went off the rails, but right. I can forgive it for that. I have my little qualms about it. But when I saw on, on what is that? Uh, not Rotten Tomato. It was... Is it Rotten Tomato? Uh, oh, yeah, Rotten Tomato. It has a 69%. Uh-huh. I kind of agree with that. I wouldn't put it higher than 70. Yeah. I mean, I would put it in like in the 70 range. Mm. I don't know about maybe like in an 80 or an 8 out of 10. Yeah, Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's a nice breath breath of fresh air mm. because I mean when it came out in the year two thousand we didn't get that many superhero movies yeah yeah, you know yeah. What I mean you got what you got and that was it and sometimes they were Fantastic Four and then Blade <laughs> Two and yeah so you know and that's when X Men came out that year too was the year two thousand but yeah. now was we have superhero overload you know what I mean we're mm. getting so many movies a year with superheroes I think we get like two or four of them a year that we get I think it's just nice to kind of see other superhero stories yeah. that are out there that aren't Marvel or DC really, you know what I mean just other stories are out there and I feel like as far as like a very grounded superhero movie it works it's a very grounded superhero movie and I feel like in that sense it works where it's you know they're not able to fly or anything like that it's just this guy is really strong and can bench press a lot but <laughs> you know but he has that natural instinct he can tell when someone's about to do something bad or you yeah, can tell yeah. you know what that person's done wrong yeah. so and, I, yeah. and don't get me wrong I don't think it's a bad movie I definitely hold it held it to higher esteem when I was younger but now not wearing the nostalgia glasses yeah it, it doesn't really hold up but it is a good movie and I would suggest people watch it I would like I picked it up uh, I, I rented it for what three or four dollars and yeah. that's not bad at all like uh, you could probably find it at like a, a used movie store for oh, yeah, probably, five bucks yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I definitely would say yeah you should definitely check it out it's one of M. Night Shyamalan's best and it uh-huh. definitely has a good twist if you don't know the twist yeah already. if you don't know the twist yeah, so, yeah. on that same you were we've been talking a lot about 
Superman and what if he didn't know he had superpowers and stuff. Uh-huh. Have you seen that movie Brightburn? The the trailers for it? What is it? Brightburn? No, it is that. Oh man. Brightburn? You got to check it out. It's really cool and it's a very interesting take on Superman. Uh-huh. That what if Superman ended up becoming a villain, you know? Okay. That uh that he's a kid and then he he realizes that he's very different from everyone else and he realizes that he has power over these people and he can do whatever he wants you should definitely check it out the trailer looks awesome and i'm probably gonna watch it but it's a horror movie based on the on what if superman became a villain oh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know there's some comics out there on like what if he was a villain oh yeah the what if comics yeah. and stuff like that or what if he was in soviet russia yeah, yeah, that, one, <laughs> yeah. that one was a good one also i think i have that that one. Oh, that also in the beginning they showed that fact that uh-huh. factoid that the com- the average comic collector has around 3,000 comics or whatever you're yeah. a comic book collector yeah many- I mean I read com- I don't say I would collect them but really I read you don't them, have any but- physical comics I mean I have a I don't have 3,000 that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would have maybe a couple hundred <laughs> I would say I maybe have like around a hundred okay. I don't know if that's the right one but yeah. and when I say couple I do mean two yeah <laughs> around there floating yeah no way I have 3,000 I would no way over no way over 100 probably around 100 Wait, so. um, I, you know what I think I'm getting that 3,000 is a lot but I don't know maybe yeah <laughs> maybe I'm getting that factoid I mean, if you're a major getting... collector I guess like you would get a yeah, lot a yeah. lot of them so but I like to read mine so I'm like I'm opening this oh yeah yeah <laughs> me too me too yeah so I mean but all in all I think it's still a pretty good movie and pretty decent if you're looking for kind of a superhero movie but you know not something like guardians of the galaxy or you know something so fantastical but more brought back down to somewhat real earth i guess you could say yeah even though it sounds ridiculous when they talk about it you know what i mean in this reality um i would say give it a try yeah yeah and even if you do know the twist and stuff like that i honestly had a good time watching it yeah i enjoyed it for what it was worth and and it did bring back a lot of good memories but at the same time i i looked at the film with out the rose tinted glasses yeah and it was it was not a bad time it was a good one uh, 100 it was a good hour and 45 minutes spent yeah definitely not bad so but i think that's it right there for unbreakable uh next thing i think we'll go into is just recommendations or is there anything you're reading anything you're watching that you want to recommend to the audience so any Netflix shows, Hulu, stuff you stumbled across upon that you haven't seen in a while? Oh, shoot. I really don't know, man. Um, like, <laughs> I just finished The Office. So oh, okay. th- it was my first time watching The Office, and I just finished all of it, and it was it was pretty good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, had a, I had a blast watching all of The Office. Um, I saw Aquaman in movie theaters, okay, so I saw right. that. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was all right. It wasn't too bad. So well, Aquaman, I, I will say, was one of my favorite characters when uh-huh. I got into comic books. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you have those jokes and those memes about Aquaman uh, being, being useless. <laughs> yeah. But when I found out the lore about Aquaman, he's actually pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he can probably go toe-to-toe. He can go toe-to-toe with Superman. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's in the water. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Saw Aquaman. I saw the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You know so. what? I do want to watch that movie. That one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one was pretty good right there. So yeah. <laughs> that's one I would definitely recommend. So, and I feel like you don't have to watch. I mean, it's probably better if you've seen like the other Spider-Man movies, but you don't have to watch them. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to watch Homecoming. You know, you can just go straight into it blind, and you'll be able to you know pick up 
exactly where it's going to go. So Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, I started watching uh, True Detective. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen that right no, there. No, I have not. Oh, so no. good. Well, <laughs> the first, first season's really good. It's with uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson. They're in the first season. Oh, okay. And right. that one's really good. Second season, I did not like at all. But I'd rather have a bunch of crappy second seasons and still keep that first season of True Detective. Mm. So, but they just came out through the third season. It's been pretty good so far. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was listening to a podcast and then they started talking about the Hunger Games, and I actually I watched the whole the the trilogy of that, and I was thinking about revisiting it because I. Personally, I enjoyed the the, the first two. <laughs> the I never first... got into the Hunger Games. Oh, really? I saw the first one, but never saw any of the ones after Did that. Did you read the books at all? No, I didn't even read the books. Oh, okay. So. Well, I got them on audio if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, I thought they were. I thought the first two were pretty solid. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, you can skip the third one. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I wasn't really on the Jennifer Lawrence train. I guess oh, she was yeah. really popular. Yeah, back she then, was. Too. And then I guess the thing is, like back then, everyone was doing like a teenage novel thing mm. adapted into a movie they want to get on that harry potter thing yeah <laughs> they wanted to do that so <laughs> yeah so they all got on that right there but yeah, yeah so other than that that's kind of what i'm watching and uh that's my recommendations check out true detective you can watch the first season i'd say skip over the second season go straight into the third they're only eight <laughs> episodes per season so and the office is a lot but it's pretty good if you haven't seen it. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah uh, if you want to reach us, we are on Twitter. We're also on Gmail at talkingflick.com. So you can come check us out. Uh, check out Ryan's podcast, Dragon Questicles. <laughs> yeah, hey. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, if you like listening to my voice and uh, you want to hear a bunch of crazy antics in the fantasy realm, come check us out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore.com that's ryan with an i underscore d-o-t-c-o-m and yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah go check us out if you want to be a patreon go right ahead it's through the app whichever app you're listening to you can do that and help keep the lights on all right thanks everybody take care guys